Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Hey folks, what's happening? Welcome to Full Count Chaos. Always appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Let's be real, folks. You don't tune into this podcast so you become an expert on the Baltimore Orioles. You don't tune in because you want to get some inside scoop that only I know what's going on in the middle of the night of some Oriole player who's getting traded. No. We fuck around. We talk about the Orioles. We talk about baseball. We talk about other shit. It's like you and I talking on the phone together. We just like to have fun. And speaking of fun, going to be having a gentleman by the name of Matt Kremnitzer. I'm probably mispronouncing that, and I'm sorry, Matt, but he's a writer for The Athletic. He's written on Camden Depot, ESPN Sweet Spot, Mass and Orioles. He's going to be coming on to talk about them O's and whatever else is happening out there in the world of baseball. And I always like to get people's opinion on how they feel about NASCAR drivers and just some other random questions. So that'll be a good time. Hope you enjoyed your week. Hope you're going to enjoy your weekend. I had a great week. had a great weekend last weekend. Everything went well. I was out the other night with a friend of mine watching the game with a couple friends of his that I I didn't know. It's a friend of a friend. And he walked up to me and said, hey, I like the Orioles. And I heard you had a podcast. I tuned in. I think it's hilarious. I love listening to you. You're entertaining. So I had to buy him a drink or two. I think I bought him three. Very nice words. But he said, it's funny because it's like when I'm tuned into you, it's like listening to a friend of mine on the on the phone. We're just shooting the shit talking about the Orioles. And I thought that was kind of cool. That was very interesting. That's exactly what it's like. All right. There's a lot of Oriole podcasts out there that you tune in. They go over the stats. They analyze the players. Who's coming up? Who's not? And that's interesting. I do. I tune into some Oriole podcasts. I do. I, you know, I, I'm not in competition with these guys. But if you tune in here, we're just shooting the shit. We're having fun. We critique shit. We talk about other stuff out there. I want to get you guys involved. Again, you can reach me, FullCountChaos, at gmail.com. But we were sitting there watching the game. We were all sitting there just having fun at the bar. So they're losing. And we're sitting there critiquing the players, talking about what they should have done or, or you know how terrible it was watching Chris Davis strike out. Well, there was a guy at the bar by himself. Big dude. And anytime there's a guy at the bar by himself, that makes me a little nervous. I shouldn't judge. He was probably a very nice guy before he sat in that chair. And what I mean by that is we're sitting there talking about the Orioles, talking about how bad they are. And he turns to me and says, you guys are sound like a bunch of assholes. And I turn to him and I just politely say, excuse me? Because you guys are a bunch of assholes. Right off the bat, I'm thinking, guy by himself at the bar drinking. He's a big dude. He looked to be, I don't know, in his mid-50s, maybe hitting 60. Real tan, leather face. Almost looked like he's retired. Now he spends all the time on the boat. Good for him. But he just kind of had an odd look to him. Maybe a little bit of a lazy eye in the right eye. I don't know. Something wasn't right. So I wasn't automatically going to get in his face and be like, what'd you say? You got something to say? Even though I was with four or five other guys, I just kind of kept it cool and laughed and asked him what he meant by that he goes you guys are sitting here you've probably never played baseball which I have I I told him I said I played half my life I played up in in tournaments and leagues till I was like 23 
In college, I played lacrosse. I didn't play baseball, but, you know, I played my dad pitched for the Orioles. I mean, I have an idea how this shit works. Why? What does that have to do with anything? He goes, you guys sit there and you watch these professional ball players and you and you act like you know everything about what they should have done and you start making fun of them for not playing well. You don't know what it takes. And I just looked at him. I, and I was waiting for him to laugh and like pat me on the back like, ah, I'm just kidding. Loosen up, man. I'm just playing around. Yeah, the Orioles suck. They're terrible. No, <laughs> he just waited for my response. And I just basically responded and said, look, I'm not a surgeon, right? I don't know how to perform surgery on somebody, but if a friend of mine, if she goes and gets a nose job from some doctor and he or she fucks up her nose and she comes home looking like a Muppet, I'm going to say that guy's terrible. He did an awful job. He fucked up her face. He doesn't know how to give a nose job. (laughs) Just because I don't know how to do surgery. So if she came home, if my wife, let's say my wife got a nose job, came home, looked like a Muppet, I wouldn't go, hey, babe, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, we're not surgeons. We don't know how tough it is, so we can't critique him. Bullshit. I, I hate that. I know a lot of people say that. You, you don't understand how hard it is to play ball. Nah, not really. It's a kid's game. Bunch of adults playing who are rich. You go to the Hall of Fame if you fail 7 out of 10 times while hitting. So that was such a bullshit argument. And when I gave the guy, you know, Mr. Asshole, that example of, look, I look at art. I'm terrible at painting. I can't draw worth shit. But I can look at a painting and I can say whether or not I think this painting sucks. And this painting is great. Just because I'm not a painter. And he just kind of went, ah. (laughs) He just kept watching the Orioles with us. I think when he left, he kind of patted me on the back like, all right, guys, take it easy. I don't know. It's almost like my example. He's like, yeah, it's a good point. I'm done arguing. So a lot happened this week with the birds, sports. We'll get to the Orioles. <laughs> I promise, unfortunately. The more and more the season goes on, it's like uh, people always say, you got anything else to talk about? <laughs> Commissioner of MLB, Manfred, you're a fucking coward. You're a fucking coward. You had the chance this week to send an example. If you hit a batter on purpose, you're gone for at least a month. Each situation should be reviewed. I get it. But this is fucking ridiculous. And this is why pitchers keep throwing at batters. It's like when I was a kid. If I did something messed up and my parents would only wave their finger and say, hey, bad boy, I'd probably do it again thinking, hey, that wasn't bad. You mean I can steal the car at the age of 12, drive around my friends, Smoke weed, have some 40 ounces, drive home, and all I get is a finger wave and go, bad boy, don't do it again. Guess what? I'm doing it again. So the suspension came out for Urena. I think I said that right. Hits rookie Ronald Acuna Jr. We all, I'm sure we've all seen the video. We've all seen the Twitter posts. It's been going on around social media. Everybody's been talking about it. Why? Because it was some Bush League bullshit. I know that word Bush League gets thrown around a lot, but that was Bush League like 80s Bush. <laughs> this guy, Acuna Jr. I mean, the guy homered in five straight games and the last three were against the Marlins. 69 games, this guy hit 288, 19 home runs, 43 RBIs, or RBI. We talked to some baseball nerds. There's no, it's not plural. It's just RBI. All right. But anyway, 
uh, he comes up to bat. Everyone's tuning in. I even tuned in. I was waiting to see if he hit number six, lead off, and freaking uh, douchebag Urena just freaking pelted him with a 97-mile-per-hour fastball uh, right in the elbow. Acuna went to, uh, I, I guess, you know, when, when you have a fastball coming at you and you have a second to react, less than that, you just kind of arc your body, you do whatever, and his elbow got in the way. Bam! No! It's him right in the elbow. Bench is clear. Just a waste of time for the viewer, by the way. Same thing each time with these baseball brawls. Most players wait for a couple of their guys to get between them. Have you ever noticed that? I'm sure you have. The players will start talking shit. They'll get all mad. I mean, every now and then when like a batter charges the mound, like Machado did a few years ago, yeah, they'll start swinging. That's a that's a brawl. That's a fight. But most of the time, I'm going to say 99% of the time, the players will start talking shit, and you can almost see them looking around, seeing where their guys are, where their teammates are. And then as soon as they get about a couple of them get between them, that's when they really act like, oh, I really wanted to get to them. Boy, are you lucky my team came in, uh, uh, got in between us. But anyway, it's just a waste of time. Anytime you think baseball players are going to start fighting. 97 miles per hour. That was the hardest pitch he's ever thrown in his career on the first pitch of a game. Now, some people say that's the hardest he ever thrown. But what I've read and heard, it was the hardest pitch he's ever thrown on a first pitch of the game. And this bullshit about suspending pitchers for six games, I get the technical part of it. Well, the team's really down a man. So it's basically the same thing as if you suspend you know, a player, any other player for six, to, six days. We get it, but it, it, it's a crock of shit. You know it. We all know it. My God, 97 mile, 97.5, whatever, between 90 and 100 miles per hour if I'm hit with a ball. First off, my arm would fall off like a Lego piece. I'd then have a seizure from crying so hard, I'd probably piss my pants. I played baseball through high school, and those guys were throwing about 85, 90 miles per hour. I never got hit, thank God, or got hit that bad. I did get hit in my ankle, curveball, I don't know, about 75 miles per hour. Hurt like fuck, and my eyes watered up. I know you're not supposed to rub when you get hit in baseball. I didn't care. I rubbed the shit out of my ankle. It hurt. <laughs> I think I, did, I didn't practice for like a week. And that was like a little measly curveball. I played lacrosse. You want to talk about shots getting thrown 110 miles an hour, getting hit in the inner thigh. That hurt like hell too. But 97.5 miles per hour, right in the elbow. And when if you watch it, if you listen to the audio, you can hear it hit the bone. It's pretty bad. And then you got Keith Hernandez. What an absolute dickhead. I'm sure you heard about this. What Just what an asshole. Keith Hernandez used to play ball back in the day. Used to smoke in the dugout. Well, he was actually calling the game when the Orioles were playing the Mets. And when this happened, I guess they started talking about it with Keith. This is what he says. He says, well, yeah, they're killing you. If you're the Marlins, you've lost three games. He's hit three home runs. You got to hit him. He says, I'm sorry. People aren't going to like that. You've got to hit him. Knock him down at least. What the fuck is wrong with you, Keith? I'm so tired of people saying, well, that's baseball. Uh, that's the way baseball's been played. Yeah, well, things can change. Guys didn't throw 97 to 100 miles per hour back in the 50s and 80s. <laughs> well, football football's changed. You know, look at football. I know a lot of people are like, flag football. It's flag football. I'm not watching it. Yes, you are. You're watching it. You're going to watch it every week. I'm all for helping, you know, keeping people safe. 
You don't want to see injuries. Baseball's changing. I mean, uh, football's changing up their shit. Baseball needs to change their shit, too. If you hit a batter on purpose, you're done for like a month. Now, I know each thing's going to have to be reviewed, whether or not it got away from them, or was there something going on between both teams? He gets six games. Buster only tweeted out. It was perfect. (laughs) He says, imagine if in the middle of a no-hitter, a hitter charged the mound and whacked the unsuspecting pitcher on the arm with a bat just because the pitcher was dominating. He says, that's basically what happened. That's exactly what happened. And this happens all the time, and you got douchebags like Keith Hernandez. Well, that's baseball. Baseball. That's how baseball used to be played. Fuck out of here. Speaking of pitchers, <laughs> by the way, uh, Zach Britton. Did you hear about this? Anyway, well, maybe I'll get back to the, the Cunit-Urenia thing. I, I just think it's a bunch of bullshit. I don't think they su- should suspend pitchers for only six games because that's only one outing. They need to change that. It's a Bush League role. And it's really sad because Manfred had his moment to make a statement, and he fucked it up. But since we're on the topic of pitchers, and yes, I am going to get to the Orioles, I promise. <laughs> to talk about what? I don't know. <laughs> no, there's some shit I want to go over. We're kind of uh, creeping up to the Orioles. Zach Britton. You all remember old Britton? Yeah, well, the New York Post wrote an article this week. It was titled, What's Wrong with Britton? Can't exactly say I was all broken up about this. I get it. We're a fan. We are fans of Britton. We're fans of Manny Machado. Well, they're, they're on another team. Play, it happens, okay? If my wife pitched for the Yankees, I'd be booing the hell out of her. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be like, well, it's my wife. And, you know, she no, she pitches for the Yankees now. I'm not a fan of her. But when I was reading this article uh, a midweek, a few days ago, his ERA over his past seven outings is up to 8.53. Six earned runs in six and a half innings. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we love Zach. All right, okay, Zach, he's okay. He was a cool guy. He, was, he did great for us while he was on our team. That was fantastic. But he, he's not on our team anymore. You can wear your Zach Britton jersey to the game. I'm not going to point and laugh. Hey, well, I, I see Rymold jerseys. I see uh, uh, Mike Devereaux jerseys people wearing around. That's great. Some people feel once an Oriole, always an Oriole. I don't know if I exactly agree with that. But, hey, more power to you. But the article about uh, Zach Britton, just going to read you a little bit here. It's kind of funny, in my opinion. It says, still, the Yankees didn't trade for Britton to slowly regain the form that made him one of the best closers in the game. And in his last outing, the former All-Star was scored upon again. It says, Britton came on to pitch in the ninth in a game that the Yankees trailed by a pair of runs for the second straight outing and third time in four appearances Britain couldn't keep the opposing team from scoring. And it actually says on the bright side, if there is one, Britain didn't walk anyone. Yeah, that's not good when I read that part of the article <laughs> about a bright side is he didn't walk anyone. I mean, after Britain's injury, I think we all kind of had an idea he wasn't going to be like he used to be. But even how good he was, even if he wasn't that good, he was still going to be one of the best. So they said that he... uh he didn't walk somebody, but he hit a batter. And Britton said, I had the mindset I should have, which is attack the zone with my sinker and get the guys to put the ball and play on the ground. Just continue to do that. Whether they get a hit or an out, that's been my mindset prior. But this year, that approach has been inconsistent. Blah, 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 blah. 
So the Yankees are freaking out a little bit, and I love it. And I don't care that it's Zach Britton that I'm enjoying watching the Yankee fans complain and and the writers writing about how the Yankees are making all the bad moves because the Red Sox, they're just taking the division. Yankees are going to be right there, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, so what? So what that it's Zach Britton? It's the freaking Yankees. I don't anytime I hear their fans and team and players and whoever it is whining and crying and complaining, I'm satisfied. Very, very satisfied. Zach Britton, I really wish you the best and I hope everything works out for you. But if you're in the bottom of the ninth and you let up a three run lead and you guys lose the playoffs, I'm gonna be cheering. I'm gonna be excited and I'm gonna enjoy every minute of it. But hey, wish you the best. Let's move on to the Orioles. Orioles played Mets this past week. Holy shit, that was brutal. Oh my God. I love my O's, but let's be real. MLB Network uh, wasn't exactly running to the edit room to upload highlights from those games. My God. So, you know, we beat the, the Mets. In one inning, Wednesday night's game, Mets sent up 12 batters scoring nine runs in one inning. Evan Phillips, what the hell are you doing? wearing a baseball uniform and take that shit off and go back to sales. ERA passed four games, 21.60. He was one of the players that we got for Galsman. A lot of people are freaking out. People are like, oh, he'll come around. Are you sure? We're talking about the Orioles organization with pitchers. Are you sure he's going to come around? <laughs> Adam Jones. I got to mention him. A lot of people have been talking about Adam. Oh, He looks wonderful in right field, by the way. I'm not being sarcastic. It's great. It's been years, years since we've seen someone be able to track down a fly ball without, you know, looking like they're wearing rollerblades in right field trying to track down a fly ball. I mean, since Nick Markakis, it's been an absolute shit show out there. You know, sign, sign his ass for a couple more years. Keep him in right field. I don't know. His bat, he, he's still great. At, I mean, in the past 10 years, he hasn't hit, hit uh, below 260, right? Check this out. Batting average in 2008. I'm going to go up to 2018. 2008, 270, 277, 284, 280, 287, 285, 281, 269, 265, 285, 285 currently. Come on. Now I'm going to start with home runs. Starting in 2008, he had nine home runs. All right. Then 2009, 19. Next year, 19. Then you got 25, 32, 33, 29, 27, 29, 26. This year so far, 13. I mean, come on. Why not? Uh, people are calling in. I, I'm hearing on radio stations and networks talking about, don't sign him. He's slow. He's old. Dude, he's the greatest right fielder we've had since Nick Markakis left, and he, his bat is not slowing down. If the price is right, sign him. We could still go for a guy who's averaging 265 to 285 per year, 20 to 30 home runs. Why not? Cedric Mullins. He's our center fielder. He's fast. He's got a, you know, he hasn't really figured out Camden Yards yet. I've seen a couple where I'm just like, how in the hell did he run that ball down? But then he drops it because the wall's in front of him. And, you know, it's a shit show from there. And it's funny. Adam looks over at him and kind of laughs. He's like, yeah, I've been there. You'll figure it out. (laughs) Not sure if he's a complete answer, but he's pretty good. Last seven games. What's the average of 333? (laughs) Not bad. Got five hit or eight hits, five runs, twenty-four at bats. That's all right in my book. Keep them going. I like it. I like it. I love it. Something else I wanted to go over here. Uh, Jason Worth. I don't know if you heard about this. Was interviewed by the Howard Eskin Show, sports radio in Philadelphia. Uh, Jason Worth. I don't know what happened to that guy. 
he he looks like he and he's been like this f- for years. But he looks like a, one of the guys sitting outside of Camden Yards asking for money. It's like a million of them around Camden Yards, Ravens games, all those guys. That's sad, but anyway, he was interviewed and they asked him about you know the shift analytics replay. And they just wanted to get his opinion. And I thought it was kind of funny what he said. He said, they've got all these super nerds, as I call them, in the front office that know nothing about baseball. But they like to project numbers and project players. I think it's killing the game. He says, it's to the point where you should just put computers out there. Just put laptops out there and let them play. We don't even need to go out there anymore. He says, it's a joke. These kids from MIT or Stanford or Harvard Wherever they're from, come down and talk about stuff like shifts. You know, I walk, he says, I walk up to him. Should I just bunt it over there? And he says, they're like, no, don't do that. We don't want you to do that. We want you to hit a homer. Jason says, it's just not baseball to me. We're creating something that's not fun to watch. It's boring. You're turning players into robots. They've taken the human element out of the game. People are complaining about, well, baseball, the ratings, and not many people are tuning in, and not many people are going to the games. I understand with the shift. I'm okay with the shift. Put your defenders anywhere you want. Hitters should be able to hit anywhere on the field, bunt to the left. We we know that. I think that's a 50-50 argument. I hear 50% of people say they shouldn't do the shift. It takes away. Other people are like me who say, fuck that. Put the fielders anywhere you want. These are professional ball players. They should be able to hit where the fielders are not. Right? I couldn't agree more. And they got to make changes. It's something about baseball fans. They don't like change. There's a lot of sports out there that have made changes. You got to change it up. Because right now, it's boring as hell. If you don't hit a home run, it's basically you're not seeing anything. So he then asked Worth about uh, changing the rules, Uh, like replay. He says, there's been more rule changes in the last five years than the previous 120 combined in baseball. He says, I think we're getting to a place where you start to worry as a baseball guy. You start to worry, are they creating something that's, that's now not what people enjoy watching? He goes, I don't know. He goes, it's worrisome. It's a beautiful game, and I think it's getting screwed up. Well, again, I really do think... This is me saying this now. Baseball needs to change the game because it's the longest game in any sport. And another rule that would be cool, Rich Eisen, if you ever watch his show, before the season started this year, a debate came out. It's the only only game that when the game is on the line, you don't have your best players on the field. And what he was talking about is bottom of the ninth. You're down by two runs, and you've got your seventh, eighth, and ninth batter coming up. I don't know, you've got, but you, you, they're facing baseball's best closer, let's say, Britain in his prime. Well, I th- they were talking about changing the rule of having any of your batters come up in the bottom of the ninth, second, third, fourth hitter, if you want to start on the order, top of the order, first, second, third hitter, whatever. Your three greatest batters, but they have to be in order, I think. I think that's what they're saying. So if you're going to have your fourth batter start, it's got to be fifth, sixth. I think that's a great idea. Again, most people that I talk to say, hey, that's pretty interesting. Every now and then you get, hey, that's not baseball. Well, who gives a shit if that's not how it was 120 years ago? I think that would be pretty cool to watch. Make it exciting because right now, baseball is just not that exciting. Unless you're a Red Sox fan. 
holy hell, if you're a Boston fan, baseball is the most exciting thing in your life right now. It is fun. I mean, it's fun watching them. As much as I dislike the Boston Red Sox and their fans, <laughs> I enjoy watching the Red Sox. They're, they're fun. They're great. They could be down by eight in the ninth inning and win by two runs. It's amazing the way that they're playing right now. But I think baseball realizes Manfred, that coward ass, feels they're a little bit in trouble because of base hits and strikeouts. I mean, they're just, strikeouts are just at an all-time high. I mean, think about if they started a shift like 15, 20, 30, even 50 years ago with the players today that you know who are the greatest. Would they still be the greatest right now? And I think that's why baseball is concerned about whether they're going to keep the shift. I don't know, man. I just people don't have patience anymore. We've talked about this on here. They don't. People are not as patient as they used to be. It's just times have changed. Kids, my friends' kids don't want to sit through a four and a half hour game anymore. They want to, you know, 30 minutes later, they're bored. You really got to be a fan to want to sit through nine innings of baseball. So, you know, if baseball decided to change a rule where they allow the team to bring their best three batters up in the bottom of the ninth, I'm all for it. I'm all for change. You know, because at the bottom of the ninth, we're down by one run. We don't want to see Caleb coming up, Rickard and Davis or whoever is coming up to bat. We, we don't want to see them. We want to see who, who we have now. Who we bat. I guess it would be Adam, Trumbo, and Mullins. He's pretty hot, but he'd have to be at the top of the order. Adam would have to bat second. And that may, Mancini as well. I mean, he's batting, what, 235? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> When you got a team like the Orioles, I mean, <laughs> you know, Buck would just be like, I don't, I'm pulling names out of a hat. I don't know. I don't know who to choose. I don't care at this point. Just keep the order the way it is, for God's sakes. It's funny. I remember in the, like, the mid-2000s, my friends and I, we play Xbox, baseball, PlayStation, whatever. Uh, but, you know, like uh, 2007, 2008, and I'd always pick the Orioles. They'd always make fun of me. Like, why the fuck are you picking the Orioles? They're, they are terrible. And they were, but I just loved them so much, I, I you know, I wanted to be the Orioles because I was a Baltimore fan. But there always be like only two players in the lineup you wait for, like Marcakis or Tejada. Other than that, <laughs> you were if they didn't hit home runs or if he didn't get on base and Marcakis hit a home run, you know, the game would be over. You know, kids who play video games, 2018, 2019, 2020, I don't know how many kids are going to be picking the Orioles <laughs> on these video games. But I'd be all for it. I, I'd like to see that. A rule like that. I mean, you got to make change. You do. I mean, baseball really does have to change. You got to catch up with the millennials. So I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think we're getting sick of these uh, nine-inning, you know, Rickard, Caleb, <laughs> and then who, who else would be at the bottom of the lineup there? Caleb. What the hell happened to him? Speaking of Orioles catchers, by the way, Nick Hunley. Remember our buddy Nick Hunley used to catch for the Orioles backup catcher? He got into it with Yasiel Puig the other night. Another bullshit waste of time thinking something's going to happen. Although Puig did push Nick Huntley twice. It all started because Puig missed a pitch that was right down the middle and he foul-tipped it instead of thinking he was going to hit it 450 feet. David Ortiz used to do that all the time. Pitch right down the middle, foul-tip, and the batter will complain and, ah, shit, damn it, you know, thinking he was going to hit it 430 feet. Well, apparently, some people feel that's disrespectful. And I guess Nick Hundley said something because in the other articles that I've read and hearing what people are saying, I don't think anyone really knew what Nick Hundley said to him. 
Obviously, he said something to Puig that pissed him off about, hey, what the fuck? You can't do that. What are you doing? And Nick Huntley stood up, and he didn't take any gear off. <laughs> and Yasiel Puig said, what the fuck do you say? Walked up to him, pushed him twice. Nick Huntley, at that time, still didn't do anything, didn't push him back. I don't blame him. Puig's a scary motherfucker. He's got a temper. He's a thick dude. I wouldn't fuck with him either. I wouldn't if I was a catcher. I'd leave the catcher's mask on. I'd talk a lot of shit and then just hope to God my teammates come and help, which they did. They ran out right away. And, and then Puig did a little bitch slap on him. <laughs> uh, if you watch the video, they did. They were holding Puig back and he kind of reached over and did a little boop, a little smack on the face. But I think Puig got suspended for two games or three games. I think I can look it up. Uh, what did he get? Two games. Got suspended for two games, and Nick Hundley was fined. I don't know, what, for starting it? He started it. All right, we're going to fine him. Some people say that Yasiel Puig is their uh, most hated player because I do that every now and then here on the show. And you can still write in fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Your most hated player could be today, yesterday, or maybe in the future of a player that's going to be coming up in the minors where you're like, this dude's a dick. But a lot of people say Yasiel Puig because he's got a temper. He sure does seem like he has a chip on his shoulder. But Nick Huntley, <laughs> he was like, I'm not having any part of this. You think, you know, you get pushed once, you're going to push back? No, he didn't push back. <laughs> Just was like, I'll wait for my teammates to show up. That's why every now and then I do pull up the fight between the Yankees and the Orioles in 1996, Armando Benitez and all that. Man, what a fight. What a fight. So the Orioles are 50 fucking games under 500. 50 under 500. And I don't understand why they just don't bring all the kids up. Just bring them up. Why are they still bringing people back like Craig Gentry? Why are they bringing that kid back? Again, he's got to have some picture of Buck Showalter in lingerie. Like nine Polaroids. Every time he gets sent down, he mails one back to Buck. Says, hey. Don't forget, and then we see Craig Gentry get called up again. Bring up the kids. What are you doing? Come on, just bring them up. Put them on a bus. Bring them in here. Let's start. Let's do uh, a spring training right now. Let's not wait until March, right? February, March. Let's do it right now, August, September. <laughs> and then they had Game of Thrones night with Kevin Galsman. Uh, by the way, my I've watched that. I've tried to watch it over and over, and I couldn't. Well, my wife finally sat down, episode one, season one, and she explained everything, like cliff notes, of what I'm going to be expecting, the characters. I mean, she really broke it down for me. And we started watching it, and I got to say, I love it. And I told her, I said, honey, I, I can't watch Game of Thrones. I'm done. I gave it like a dozen times. Like, my lady, my lord, I can't do it. Well, she broke it down, man. She she goes, we're going to try it one more time. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, I'm not going to like it. I love it now. Now that I understand, because at first I'm just, you know, an episode or two in, I'm like, what the fuck are they even talking about? Well, my wife, she'd pause it. She'd break it down for me. She'd explain who who's who and what they're talking about. And I love it now. I caught on. I figured everything out. I'm a Game of Thrones fan, and I kept telling my wife, you don't tell anyone this, because for years I've been saying I would never watch that show. It's the dumbest show on TV. I'm a Game of Thrones fan. 
But they gave away that Kevin Galsman Game of Thrones. Did you get that? That was actually pretty cool. The Nationals did that too. It was Michael Taylor jumping up, leaping. It's a bobblehead of him leaping up, catching a ball over the wall, and it was like a little mini dragon on his on his glove. They didn't spend too much money on that. This one with Kevin Galsman, I think it was like a, a pretty big-sized dragon. He was riding him or whatever. So if I if it was now, if, if I would have known, if I would have started watching Game of Thrones like a month ago, I probably would have got tickets to go and get it because, again, I'm a Game of Thrones fan now. <laughs> Anyway, look look what the season look look where it's brought us. I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Good lord, holy shit! Yeah, towards the end of the season, we're gonna have fun because I'm gonna wrap up a lot of shit. The best of, the worst of, it'll be fun. I have some other guests coming up in the next couple weeks, so uh, reach out to me anytime. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see ya.